Augmenters. I'm Julie. And I'm Jimmy. We know that great leaders have great mentors. Today, we are joined by Mark Champagne, mental fitness strategist and author of Personal Socrates. Mark shares with us how asking amazing questions leads to great mentoring relationships. Mark is going to help you connect better with others by showing you the door to step in to the mental fitness gym. Trust me, it's a place you want to be. You're going to learn how to grow to your potential by being a mentor to yourself. Mark answers the question of our word association about when you hear the word mentor, what do you think of? Mark was the first person to respond with myself. And lastly, this episode is all about the Augmenter's principle of consistency. Continually ask yourself questions and never stop probing your own mind. Here we go. Mark Champagne, I was so looking forward to this interview. We are so excited to have you. You are officially our first mental fitness strategist. Tell them. Mental fitness strategist. I'll say it again. On Augmenters, you are a podcaster. You are an author. You work with amazing organizations. You're an entrepreneur. You're Canadian. I mean, already? Yes. That makes you cooler <laughs> than us. And we are so excited to have you on. How are you doing today? I, I'm 100%. I'm equally excited to be here. I mean, A, it's a beautiful show and beautiful people. And we get to geek out on topics that we're all super passionate about. So I mean, life doesn't get much better than this. Only if we were all together in person overlooking yeah. the lake and the trees and the beautiful place that you live. But one day we will make it up there for our retreat, our Augmenters yes. retreat. But in the meantime, Mark, we are so excited to get to know you. And the question we ask most of our guests when they come on is, guests often say a mentor was somebody who believed in them and saw something in them before they saw it in themselves. So who was that for you and what did they see? That's such a great, I feel like I've had different versions of that mentor across, kind of across my my life actually. Mm. But the first one that comes to mind would be an uncle that lived in, in the city. When I say the city, I'm referring to Toronto, Canada. So I grew up outside probably four hours of, of Toronto in a smaller town. But as a kid though, I used to go and visit my aunt and uncle and, and often would spend you know, usually a month, maybe in the summer with them. And they exposed me to this whole, this business world and like the city and the energy of the city. And like, I didn't know this, of course, uh, just it's only in retrospect, but he was the one that started to implant what I would say drives all of my work. And that's curiosity and asking mm -hmm. questions. And he would ask, you know, simple questions at that age, like, you call your grandmother, you know, when's the last time you spoke to so-and-so and just like slowly instilling these values essentially. And then, well, what do you want to do? What do you like about coming out here and so forth? And I, I think that really planted a seed in where I'm literally at now. And even though there was about a 10 year period there where I was in the corporate space, you know, feeling pretty good in terms of where I was going, but very much disconnected from those early days and those early morning, co you know, coffees with my, with my uncle kind of guiding me to where I'm at now, actually. So that was the, the big one that in, I would only say in the last few years, I've realized how significant that relationship has been. And then there have been two others along the way that ironically, all my family to, to be uh, to be completely transparent that have really stuck with me over over the years. I love it. Mark, I have to ask, though, you're talking about curiosity. And then you have this wonderful book called Personal Socrates, which uh, Julie and I both have at home. Look for it in the show notes, please. But Socrates is often shown as a bald man and you have a phenomenal head of hair. I know this isn't great radio here, but like why, <laughs> you know, how have you tried to you know, bring together those two pieces in your life and your curiosity? The hair or Socrates? <laughs> Both. So Mark, I we'd love to hear a little bit more about the other mentors. Tell us a little bit about, because I love this idea that you have like a family of mentors. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, fa definitely family of mentors. And then there's there's people, the way I look at mentors in general is I usually try to assign a mentor. And I say assign because they're not always people that are direct relation that I have direct relationships with, but more so people I admire and can learn from in a whole bunch of different mediums. So I try to assign those people to specific areas of, of my life that is a focus so they can learn from them. But the family ones are the ones that have, I'd say, created the biggest shifts in just my 
my whole journey in general. One of them being my father-in-law, who, I mean, he's always there and, and available, but I would say the most impactful chats that we have are always, we sit down at the end of the year and we review our goals together and map out, you know, kind of how the year has 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 shaped up and what's coming to the close and what's important for for next year and so forth. And that's broken down into business, you know, family and friends and then personal development and all of that stuff. And, you know, I just I really respect as a business professional that, you know, all his life, but then also just, you know, staying grounded in the in the, the importance of family and friends and all of everything else. So we sit down and it's all always like it's the whole family knows this when we get together over over the christmas holidays they know we're going to spend an afternoon together somewhere and it's it's already mapped in and there's it's almost like preparing for like presenting to the board you know, in a way. <laughs> it's like you know it's not just sit down and have a coffee and be like hey here's what i'm thinking i've i've been working on this for weeks before you know just going through the process and well you've read the book my profile at the end of personal socrates has a lot of those questions that i i follow myself to recap the year and set up for for the next year. So that has been really, really helpful. And then the other big one was my brother-in-law, actually, who I co-founded the journaling app that you probably read about in the book and probably does now because I've told him this, but there was a, a period in my life when I was still in the corporate world in healthcare and product management and he's always been uh, kind of a lifelong entrepreneur. And he would often say, it's like, I don't understand why you're working in that space or the corporate space. Like I just, you've got that entrepreneurial spirit and it, it doesn't make sense to me that you're, you're doing this. And he said it once and that comes back over and over in all of the moments where life and work is stressful and where I start to question, I'm just going to go apply for a job at Headspace. Like I'm, this. <laughs> this is, I'm done with trying to be a perfect right? host. I would totally <laughs> listen to yours. And I, thank you. And, and I really do respect everyone at Headspace, not a knock against them. But I often think about what he says then, you know, what he had said to me. Um, and then also think of, of like, I haven't worked this hard to go and, and, and do that. You know, it just takes time. But it's just, I think it's, it's, it's those perspective shifts that mentors in general often offer us at really critical points moments in, in our lives and, and, and also in big business decisions or, or whatever it is, right? So those three people have been pretty impactful for the big shifts and the big perspective nudges, I guess you could say that I needed along in terms of to get me where, where I'm at today. And then I have all these other ones that help me on a daily basis. And I love the idea of, yeah, I mean, your father-in-law is a phenomenal story. Uh, Jimmy and I have at least the last couple of years since we've been hosting the podcast have an episode at the beginning of the year where we work on our three kind of main things that we want to be working on. Exactly like you said, you kind of have the work, you have the life, you have like your broad impact. Like how are you making yeah. an impact in the world? Like are you kind of working towards and achieving what you want? But the fact that it's your father-in-law, that's really cool. Does your wife also do this? No, no, not uh, <laughs> not with him. Um, she, I think she has a very, we're like such different people when it comes to this stuff. And it's, it's kind of a running joke in our relationship because I have, like I said, it's like the presentation to the board. And then I'll go through that. We don't talk about any of it until after the meeting with, with her dad, essentially, because I want to give the feedback and whatnot. And then she comes back with like essentially a page that says, these are the three things that I want to do this year. <laughs> And, and it's always, we always laugh. I mean, hey, it, it, for her, it sets the direction. And often, you know, this is kind of, it comes to fruition, but it's always so funny to see, you know, the, the contrast of like this big preparation to like, here they are. You know, that she it's the executive over summary. Tea in the afternoon kind of thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't need the infographic. Like, she doesn't no, need all I the guess details. Not. Just like, keep it, keep it super simple. Well, yeah. and that, you know, and Mark, having the opportunity to get to know you, obviously listening to your podcast and then your book and just knowing your background, I was so struck by how, how journaling is part of your life and how obviously it was such a big part of your business, but then so much a part of what you work on and what you bring to your clients. I feel very grateful that somehow I have I got in the habit of journaling probably 11 or 12 years ago, and I mm. journal almost every single morning. I bring my journal with me everywhere I go. It can be the most random, 
stream of yeah. conscious says nothing, you know, at the end, but over the years I have found so much benefit to it. And it's almost allowed me sort of to tap into my inner mentor a little bit, oh, yeah. like giving me kind of a chance to like hear my own voice that I wouldn't actually say to anybody, even Jimmy, who does hear most of my inner monologue. For better or worse. Just <laughs> so but that's your personal I... Socrates. That's, that's yes. what that is. That's your inner coach, right? Yeah. We all have access more. to that. First up, everyone journals and everyone journals daily and including you're journaling more than just the morning. It's just you're intentionally journaling in the morning because journaling by my de definition is just reflection. And we're all thinking every day. We're all asking ourselves questions. It's just, are we asking enough of those questions? Are they quality questions? And are those questions well-timed with whatever's going on in our lives or, or, or personally and professionally? So I always like to just put that out there because there's a lot of like Hollywood versions of journaling, which is pen to paper, like beautiful setting, the best notebook, like all of that stuff, right? Which is great, which is totally fine. That's a medium. But then there's apps, there's audio notes, there's taking a walk in silence and just thinking. And then of course, I mean, I'm biased uh, on this one, but then there are, there are questions to help guide us through that thought process and reflection and so forth that often mentors leave us, whether we have those direct relationships or not, or just through the content that we intentionally decide to put in, in our minds, right? So I think it's just, I think we all owe it to ourselves to just expand that de definition of, of journaling and be a little bit more intentional with it because then to your point you you can surf like we all have the answers we just we just need to we need to clear out the mental clutter and the noise and everything that's there and and clear out a nice mental path for that stuff to surface and then that's where that inner coach in those like those inner whispers come up intuition fires up you start becoming more self-aware and you're like oh i feel a little off or that didn't really feel you know super good why like, what is it? Like, why do I feel tightness in my chest? Why do I feel anxious? What's the fuel to that? Well, we can cut the source, right? Cut the fuel source and we don't have to sit in that for the whole day or days or weeks and so forth. So that's where it gets really exciting when we can tap into kind of that inner mentor because that person's always there, right? Just sometimes they're a little bit spicy and, and sour and give us the wrong advice, you know, and kind of activate that New York Times bestselling author voice where it's like everything that the world's about to end and it's game over and you have all this fear and you have all these negative thoughts you know rolling in our minds but if we can pause that and release it and shift back to that thriving mindset that most of us want to be in and where we feel good then all of a sudden there's a whole other world that opens up and it's just available to all of us all the time 24 7 i love it keep going <laughs> mark obviously you have some innate you know proclivity for this listening to yourself and being okay with being with yourself is there a certain question or set of questions that you often go to when you are the mentor or maybe even telling a mentor who's about to enter into a relationship with somebody, hey, here are one or two that might not be question number one after how's like, what's your name, but somewhere early on, what's kind of your go-to to let people expand their own mind for themselves? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, the, the, the thing I, whether it's one-to-one -one or with teams and then also with myself, I mean, the standard question is in one word, how does your mind feel? right now and let's get honest with mind feel in one word because then you can't get into the story of that feeling it's just what is the feeling let's just pause for a second and identify that right you feel motivated excited and all right jimmy what is it i was gonna when you first said it i was gonna then reply with itchy uh yeah that's totally can, like, fine it's like a little like i can feel it moving in there yeah stimulated itchy mind <laughs> wheels first, i've asked this question a lot of times and it's the first time i got that response but i like it itchy sorry yeah no it's good it's I, real I, as long as julie doesn't say scratchy we'll be okay <laughs> no more itchy and scratchy i love it that would probably make sense yeah. no I, I, I guess i thought i thought like jazzed jazz jazzy yeah. was the word that came to mind like i feel like sort yeah. of a little different than itchy i feel like more it's a little bit more upbeat tone than itchy totally. but similar yeah. concept yeah for me it's energized and it's just uh, being behind the mic and with with the two of you i mean it's it's nearly impossible not to feel like that right but the, what's so powerful with just a simple question like that and the reason i i start with those questions with myself as well is if we don't identify and don't ask that question it doesn't matter because the the motion is still there and it's still coming in with us to the day, the conversation, how we show up, and it affects everything. So it's like you got you to gotta 
acknowledge what's going on. In our case, we're, we're in this container right now. Things are feeling good and that's great. But we'll step out of here and life will resume and something probably will hit us, which is just normal. And that's when things start to change and where when you think of that question, you can start being more, a little bit more self-reflective on, okay, I feel frustrated or I feel a little bit anger here. I've acknowledged it which often releases it just by acknowledging it. Or again, you can come back to that question of, okay, well, what is it that's fueling this and, and how can I release that? Because then you, then you have the mental bandwidth and the capacity and the openness to go anywhere else. It's really hard. And I see this in companies all the time as well. It's like you want to get right to the results often, right? And like we're a very results-oriented society, of course. And even personally, it's like I want to I want to feel like this or I want to, you know, have this kind of life. Well, there's all this other stuff over here or I want, you know, the brand to be here. Well, we need to understand how we got to this place in the first place and how things are right now to then adjust and blow out some of that mental noise so that we can see the path forward. It's there. It's almost like if you look, if you visualize a room that's filled floor to ceiling with boxes and every time someone comes by, they put another box in there, you stuff it in. Then someone says, hey, can you go get that book in the room over there? You're like, okay, it's there, but I've got to empty out the whole room. It's going to be frustrating. I'm going to be annoyed. It's going to take a lot of time versus if that room was neatly organized and you only had the things you really needed and occasionally went in there and did a little bit of a cleanup, then all of a sudden that's like a 30 second task. And it's the same thing with our minds. We just, it's hard to see it, right? So journaling, like that inner coach, the just questions like what I said, like how does the mind feel? Those are all little mini mental fitness practices, little adjustments that constantly clear out the mind because the reverse is also happening. We're constantly filling the mind whether we want to do that or others. So we've got to have some kind of self-defense there to keep things clear. I don't know if you meant to, uh, you know, give me cold chills, but I was literally just in this building that is filled and filled with thousands upon thousands of Marvel items. And I can tell you that it's a burden walking in there. I get stressed out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I would love to hear, Mark, because what you're talking about and what, as I was reading your book and our conversations before, like this is such important work for companies and organizations to do are they i'm a bit biased are they are they like are they this is a lot for an organization to say we are going to help you really understand what those mental blocks are and how that's blocking our success as an organization are you finding like companies are more open to it are there certain kind of companies more than others and can we for sure Or actually our companies are like that, but yes, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're all ready because they all want results, expect performance and results. It's just a matter of can can you tap into the right language to open the door and have a conversation that shows them the path to those results in this capacity? Because on my side, I've just, I've kind of set my own boundaries and rules of operating, I guess, in in this space. And the the number one rule is this for me, is that I'm not there to show that the health of our minds is important because that's like, that's like me trying to say, Hey, physical exercise, have you heard of that thing? Like you should probably move (laughs) the body and do a bit of that. Right. So, you know, it's, it was there as well. And I think mental fitness is, is farther along on that path, but not too far down the road. First and foremost is, is just for me is to work with teams that believe that, hey, if we feel good, well, we should probably perform better. And that's usually the bold statement I make. As soon as a mind stops working, so does your brand. And almost sometimes worse when minds are working at 50%, so are your brands. And, and your companies like it's just mm. like just take a minute and think about that it's just logical i don't have to show i can show you a bunch of science to support that but like let's just logically think about that right and we all know when we're not feeling good and for and we're feeling stressed and anxious you're not coming up with million dollar ideas in those states you're in survival mode you're just you're just trying to get through the day right and we're either in a survival state of mind or a thriving state of mind. We're never in both at the same time. And there's only kind of those two states. And we'll oscillate between them most likely many times through the day. The trick is just acknowledging or realizing or having that self-awareness again to know, oh, I'm in that state and that you can flip out of it, right? So that was a bit of a 
a big a bit of a rant on on the state of the industry let's call it what i have noticed is you know leaders and companies i mean they're they're definitely aware of what's happening like especially now right and you there's culture in, in many organizations is really rocked and i feel that and i feel because i ask those same questions that you know i just asked all of us in terms of of, of how do you feel right now and typically 90 percent of those check-ins before we start our practices are i feel overwhelmed stressed uncertain nervous like all of because we just came out of this pandemic that created a lot of that a lot of that was already there but just put fuel on that fire and then all of a sudden, it's like within a snap of the fingers, just threw everyone back into regular working environments. Some companies are 100% back of the office, some are not, some are hybrid, but it's just, it's all over the place, right? So, so Mark, I find, yeah, go, yeah, so, go so, for it. So tell me, you know, like you can, even, like, let's just say a leader actually cares, which yeah. is sometimes not there. And then beyond the leader caring, they actually have some management skill sets to just keep things organized enough and just reduce the unknowns, which always produce anxiety. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're talking kind of bare minimums here. Sure. But then, you know, beyond asking the right questions, there's got to be something else in this soup of uh, a culture to make people feel ready to even share openly, like how are you really feeling with your brain? Like, do you find that it's like, pay needs to be at a certain place? Is it amount of like paid time off that's required? You know, is it high, like, is there one other piece, you know, to these places beyond just leadership, because that's yeah. out of control of most people, you know, what, what what's kind of like next that, that an individual can do to make sure that like them and their colleagues are right? This may not be a direct answer to the question. So push back right. if, if it doesn't feel right. But I mean, what what is coming to my mind is because what I see work with whether it's individuals or teams, it's the ones that look at how to integrate this kind of work with what they're already doing. And mm. it's because now, you know, is it the January kickoff for the team? Or is it, you know, when we pull it, bring everyone back in or either physically or virtually midway through the year to launch a new strategy? Or is it quarterly, you know, performance updates? Like, those are the moments that they're already in the calendar. They're already happening. Why don't we do 30 minutes or 60 minutes of some mental fitness training to a level set everyone's minds coming in because everyone's in different places. So now you're not, you're not pointing people out and everyone's doing this together. I've never had any resistance, especially on the virtuals, because I'll ask people to put your one, put the one word in the chat. So it's not calling someone out live on the spot. But in, you see the words then coming out. Then all of a sudden it just goes. And I've done this with, with virtual chats with 50 to 250. And you just see it all happening. So then you're looking at that and like, oh, it's not just me. Because we're all feeling it. And, and I'm setting that up, of course, right? Just like, hey, it's okay. Like, again, making that point that either we acknowledge it or we don't. But it's coming. It's there. And it's affecting everything, right? So then it then it becomes... Uh, and this is where I cheat a little bit and use the practices because often I won't, mm. this is where the language comes in where mm -hmm. we're, we're not there yet. I typically don't say that we're going to do any breath work. I don't dream of, of, of voicing the word journaling in that because that's going to you know, set people with what? I wouldn't be so bold. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, that's crazy talk, but that's what we're doing. And we're doing, you know, I'll lead people through three, four minutes of guided breath work. And especially in person, you feel the energy of the room completely change within minutes. So now people are feeling it and experiencing what's possible in a couple minutes. Well, imagine the next time you go in to do a sales call or the next time you get an email that completely throws your day off, just breathe for two minutes. Like, you you feel like we all feel this right now and that's one right and but then there's there's other obviously practices as well so i hope it kind of answered your question but the 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 main thing is that people have to feel it yeah and i'm so curious about the role of mentoring right so we're one of the things that we obviously <laughs> We spend a lot of time talking about mentoring, but we also have been talking to different organizations about mentoring. And there's kind of this idea like, oh, mentoring programs don't really work and they kind of smash people together and HR is just doing it, you know, to give HR something to do. How would you see 
the concept of mentoring really supporting organizations in this mental fitness work? And, and have you worked with organizations where you've really seen it work? Well, I think with mentoring in general, I mean, both are obviously, you know, quite involved in this. So I'm, I'm open to learning what you're picking up out there as well. But what I've seen work with mentoring and where I've, I've seen it be challenging, and I'm thinking of past in my past corporate life i was in some pretty big organization that had these mentoring programs and it was more so like okay can i get the vp of marketing to be my mentor and then it just already felt nerve-wracking it's like i'm not really am i really yeah itchy yeah i had itchy brain <laughs> thanks jimmy but so it, you know i'm not saying i didn't learn anything in those situations but i i definitely think i could have learned a lot more if i took a moment before and this is where the, the reflection comes in and dare i say journaling comes in but and understand what do i really need this year and like look at your your work as well like what are the buckets that I could really level up my skills or knowledge or, or use different perspectives that would be helpful. And then, then start seeking out mentors to help within the organization. And it doesn't have to be the CEO. I mean, it could just be someone one level above that's been through it, right? And I think this is even, I don't want to say more valuable. It's its probably equally valuable, but then pick your personal mentors. And this is where for, for me, you know, when I was launching the book, okay, well, who are the people, who are the other authors that I can study from? Well, let's bring them on the podcast if I can. And some of them did come on and I spent three minutes after, well, what did you do? You know, and now I have a roadmap from New York Times bestselling authors, for example, like that's one thing. And if you can access them directly, well, then I load up their podcasts or I load up the, you know, the mm -hmm. Tim Ferriss's of the world or Rich Roll. Like these are some of the people that are like staple mentors for me that I haven't sat down and had dinner with, but I yes. learn from every single week. <laughs> right. I was quoting Rich Roll earlier today as I was running stairs. You know, I'm in my yes. pain cave and it's right where I want to be. Totally. For me, what I find works and I, I feel like what has been the disconnect in the past is that you just think of a mentor in a very generalized way versus, you know, for me, like, what is that specific thing? For, if it's business, what is that specific area that I need to learn more about? And who are the who are the people that are the best there? Then you can layer in, I think, of a mix of in-person as well as, as relationships that you don't have. So Mark, earlier you said that your definition of journaling is reflection and Augmenter's definition of mentoring is emotional investment in somebody else's successes and failures. So in those three minutes mm. that you had after your pod, as you got your uh, New York Times bestseller training, what was the question or maybe a couple or a theme that you felt you could ask that got the person not just give you some information, but also kind of care about how well you did as you were writing your book beyond just like, yo, you know, how'd you write? You know, like, James yeah, yeah. Clear, tell me what's going on yeah. in your habits. But so James you know, Clear is the one I was thinking of, actually. <laughs> well, also, fun fact, I don't know how often you look at your Amazon page, but I do. And uh, the book most often bought with your book by Amazon's algorithm is Atomic, Atomic Habits. Habits. Yeah, which is, I'll take that. That's, that's <laughs> I'll take that all day long. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So kudos to you on that, man. Well, thank you. Uh, and James was great. I mean, James, I, he actually spent 20 minutes of time after that. I was actually just blown away. I think the question I asked, and if I'd have to have, have to ask it again, it would be it'd be something like this. It was, you know, just to put him back to like now he's in a whole other world of of authorship. Obviously, a lot of people never get to that level of of selling that many books and so forth. But at one point. He was like me. And, and that's the question, right? You know, go back to when you were where I'm at right now and excited about writing this book and that you're almost at the finish line and you're starting to think about how you're going to get people to know and reach or pick up your book. What were you thinking in that moment? And what would you have changed now having been through it? And he gave advice on that. And surprisingly, not rocket science, you know, get yourself on 100 podcasts and book those shows to release, you know, within a few days of the, the book launch. Okay, great. It, you know, and then there are other things, of course. But I think the question is for, for any of these for any of these mentors is to remind them that they were in your position at one point. And probably someone helped them as well. And people actually, we had just done, as I mentioned, a session last weekend with youth, 18 to 30 year old, amazing leaders working around the world. And actually one of the questions was, you know, how do you, like, what if you can't give back to a mentor? 
<laughs> what if somebody's yeah. helping you and you can't do anything for them? You know, and it was like, no, that's actually the gift, right? Because those of us yeah. who have been mentored, like it just, it's just the karma that goes around. And you are obviously mentoring us just by having this conversation with us. And of course, any of the, you know, the great tips that you're bringing, that's just part of what makes the world go round. Well, I appreciate that. And I think there's, there is a lot of uh, validity to that. And I've just experienced it recently with, because now I find that I have natural mentors kind of developing and that's a fun experience. It's not, yeah. first of all, it takes the pressure off of, Hey, I need, you know, I really want to, you know, talk to this, this person. But if you're slowly going through your journey and fine tuning kind of, okay, this is the direction I want to be. And those people just tend to show up. And then all of a sudden you're just naturally asking them the questions and they are your mentor and what I've what I've learned and I just had this happen with a gentleman recently where he he said he's you know a well-known venture capitalist and said like I've had a lot of people help me throughout my career and this was just we just had a pod I interviewed him we had a podcast conversation and I was asking him for some advice on, on some topics after he said I feel like in, in my point in my life or period of my life right now I'd like to try to open some doors for other people and landed straight in the heart kind of thing but I feel like there's more people like that out there than we what we think and you kind of brought that up and you know people do want to help and because they've been helped as well and it feels and good what, yeah, it feels good. And it was crazy because I, I remember what, what materialized after. We're still working on this, but I, he just, I didn't even ask this. He just said, you know who'd be really good for this show? I said, oh, who? Tony Hawk. And I'm trying to play it cool. And I'm saying, okay, yeah, Tony Hawk. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, like, great. No, well, that's okay. I yeah, mean, let good. me chat with the yeah, team no. here. But <laughs> he said, if you could send me an email about the show, I think I could make that happen. So, okay, that's incredible and 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 i have and apparently tony hawk has said yes but now i'm navigating through his team to actually schedule this thing which has been a bit of a nightmare and been radio silence but all to say like there's a mentoring situation where i didn't even ask the question and just just show up as yourself and people can feel i guess the authenticity of that and the curiosity and i wasn't trying to get something from him i knew that guy sat on tony hawk's foundation and his board but i i know he knows a million other people as well and my job was to just give the best interview possible and connect with the other human on the other side and think know and trust that things will come from that that's it so send out your tony hawk energy for me because it's still in the works <laughs> i would say jimmy will be skateboarding this afternoon but that's maybe not the best Absolutely not. i did though play <laughs> tony hawk uh pro skater n64 like two months ago trying to get my daughter excited oh about that. classic <laughs> yeah that is classic yeah, yeah. i've been so, there so, so mark for me you have to ask him did, was he able to personally choose the music? Because that like punk rock soundtrack oh, still echoes in my mind. It's so true. I will ask that, actually. That's a great question. It's a music mentor. And, and many would resonate with that one. So I was going to switch gears a little bit because I'm, again, as I mentioned, fairly obsessed with your, with your book. I love the format. It is actually Ooh, perfect for yeah. also travel on airplanes and subways and et cetera, because you can kind of dig in you know, get through a few of the stories. And for those of you who have not read the book yet, of course, as Jimmy mentioned, the link will be in the chat. You have these incredible um, sort of vignettes or conversations, either that you've had actually in real life or just sharing about different individuals and what kind of main questions come to mind. Of the people in the book that you had not met yet, which would you want to potentially be a mentor to you? Oh, that's you a hard question. question? Definitely a hard question, but I'll follow the intuition or the, the, the person that is that I'm seeing in my mind is Stephen Hawking. Mm. And I say that because I remember when I was doing the research to write. Are you, are, you, are you sure that's who you want to go with? It's just like the smartest yeah, exactly. ever, you know, <laughs> there's gotta be another one, right? Yeah, come on, so, do, do better. <laughs> I'm going to stick with Stephen Hawking uh, for, for today. Um, yeah. He, what comes to mind though, like I would probably pick people again, based on what's going on in my life or what I what I need. And there's, there's, of course, different ones across the board that would be helpful. But Stephen Hawking comes to mind because I think just in general, you like can't go wrong if I was going to sit down and have dinner with someone like that. And the reason I say that is because when I was doing the research and this quote's in the book, so I'll, uh, I'll have to paraphrase it, but there was something I remember that, that came up where he said something to the effect of, I feel so fortunate that my disability hasn't like held me back because it's left me more opportunity and time to like explore my mind and knowledge and all of that stuff. And I just remember thinking like, here's someone that can't move and is saying something to, for, for, for me that feels so profound in terms of a perspective, right? Like, wow, like that is powerful. 
and can take anything that you may be going through and again, just shift the perspective. Like what would Stephen Hawking say in this moment or what would he do in this situation? And sometimes that's all we need is just to zoom out of our own mind and jump into someone else's to just shift, right? And see that, well, maybe it's not so bad or maybe there is another route and there's always another route and always another perspective. So that's the reason why, because I, I feel like he's probably got a few other bangers like that that would be quite powerful. <laughs> Love it. And he was a funny guy. Oh, yeah. Dry sense of humor. Uh, in my in my earlier days, I, I built a different style ramps for him in Washington, D.C. as every year he came down to George Washington University to give a lecture and he needed more and more access and space. So I, I built this ramp multiple times for him so it was wider and wow. longer to make it easier for him. So I never met him, but I was like, it's pretty cool that like I poured some concrete that, you know, the smartest person ever got the role. Yeah. Yeah. You were part of that whole journey. That's awesome. So I'm going to keep with uh, some of like the non sequiturs here, Mark, because I know that you've worked in brands and product management previously. Yeah. And you refer to yourself you know, as a mental fitness strategist. And I'm curious where you see the term, because you mentioned earlier that, you know, in the 1970s, you know, the Hoff and Jane Fonda are trying to tell us to, you know, put on a lot more spandex and get funky. So, and, and yeah, and physical fitness has really taken the word fitness. It's almost like the tissue to Kleenex now. Like if you say fitness, people are obviously thinking about the body first. Mm -hmm. I told you I'd quote Fergie, you know, my body is so vicious. I'm up in the gym just working on my fitness. You know, <laughs> rock, rock, rock. Uh, so, uh, the show so, keeps getting better and better. Just, <laughs> you don't want to see the rest of my notes. They, it gets real weird. But so with that, Mark, where do you see the term like mental fitness? You know, you are kind of helping people understand, you know, they understand the word fitness. You're adding mental. It's a new phrase. You're calling yep. yourself a strategist to be like, I know what mental fitness is and I can help you. Where, what do you see your title in 10 years or 20 years? What, what's that going to be as this entire, as you said, like industry starts to change? I have an idea already, but I wanted to. Yeah, I'll definitely be asking you for that idea. Because <laughs> I, I, I really struggled with, with the language around this because for a while, nothing really felt right. I didn't feel, it didn't feel right to uh, identify as a coach, definitely not a therapist. And I'm not, well, I'll, I'll pause there. Like those, those are the big ones. So I was trying to figure out like, what is it that I actually have done in the past that I feel really comfortable and confident about? And I know works from a business perspective. And then also in terms of language, what will provide the, the most amount of opportunity to just open dialogue? Because the other, the other terminology that is used the most around the mind is mental health. And mental health immediately feels like, oh, I'm pulling myself or I'm pulling others out of a hole, essentially. Yeah. There's a problem. Right? There's a problem. Yeah. And it's not to diminish the problem. There is a problem. There's a pandemic with, with our minds, for sure. You can see that statistically. But I don't think that's helping when we speak about it from that that place because it doesn't feel motivating or empowering whereas to your point Jimmy you know physical fitness feels like okay yeah i'm going to do this like i'm going to put a plan forward together and i'm going to make some some forward motion here in, in whatever your goals are so same thing with the mind if we can be mentally fit then we can do a whole bunch of other things cuz again, I'm biased, but everything kind of starts and stops with your mind. Like it's the mind's telling us if, whether we're going to go to the gym or not, or pick up the healthy option or not. So I'd like to start there. And then the other big part around strategy was, I mean, at the end, I was, I was a brand strategist uh, on these, these hundred million dollar brands. And we would never just go and just like throw it out there and see what happens. I mean, there was a very clear strategy. Where's the brand and where do we want the brand to be? Who am I today and who do I want to be? Or James Clear's language, who am I striving to become? We just don't often mm -hmm. ask those questions or think of a strategy for our mind. Because again, just like for a product or a service or a brand, stuff is going to happen between you know those 12 months that you're putting that strategy out. But because you have a set of principles or some some key like critical success factors, then you can just pause. You know, maybe that's not where we want to go because it's going to throw off the plan. Or maybe, yes, we will make a small adjustment because it, it makes sense. But it takes you out of a reaction mode and allows you to respond, which is what happens with our minds daily, right? 
So if we can dial in and know where we're at right now, how we got there and do that from a place of not judging ourselves or others, but just facts like surface. If this is the market research, this is the sales team saying, hey, this is what's actually happening out here. And we can do that through good questions and journaling and so forth. Then we can understand, well, this is where I'd like to be and this is how I'd like to feel and start to look at, well, do my actions, my behaviors, my habits, the practices, the things I do day in and day out, do they support that destination or are they actually pushing me farther away? And to me, that's a strategy. So that's how those those words come together. And I don't know how to answer your, your main question of what that would be later. The only thing that comes to mind, because I see this over and over again, is something around integration. Because yeah. there's a lot of people going through big transformations, whether that's through psychedelics, whether that's through therapy, whatever it is. And the thing that is is lacking, in my opinion, is you have this big experience. You can You can link this to corporate as well. You bring the team out on this big, nature retreat for three, four days, but then you go back to the office. How do you keep that magic alive when you're in Zion or, you know, Joshua tree or something and keep that living on? You have to integrate that the practices or integrate the learnings. So I feel like something may, if, if something evolves around title or language would be around being a, like an integration specialist or something like that. Mm, but that I sounds like the people that work for you, not you. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, I love it. I, I, I'm really curious to see how fitness, you know, that term will change for you. For whatever reason, in my mind, I, I keep thinking about, you know, like, you know, like, yeah, take care of your mentals, you know, kind of like the colloquial term. So I kept being like, you're like the mental vigor champ or something. Like I have this like kind of vision of you with like a, you know, like a belt, you know, you're like multiple <laughs> weight classes. You with a big mind in the middle. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and something about vigor or, you know, cause like you, you keep talking about like, you need to be able to kind of harness it in a way yet let it have all this opportunity to bubble up and, you know, not feel like you're in a really clumsy room. Yeah. That has everything in it. So. Yeah. Well, and that it's possible. I mean, my, yeah. my North Star, my big, my big vision is, is real. It's a real simple view. I mean, not simple in the sense of executing on it. And I think it, it takes a bunch of us to do this. We have to move a movement forward, but that is mental fitness is as integrated and discussed yeah. and accepted as physical fitness is today. My mind is blown. Is that okay to say, as we're talking about mental fitness, is that like even a phrase Absolutely. that we're supposed to be using at this point? But like, <laughs> Can we schedule another one of these next week? Because this is the greatest interview I've done. I love it. It's the one thing you weren't supposed to say, Julie. We talked about this. <laughs> See that big red post-it? Do not him. say. I'm sorry. I, but... I mean, Mark, it used to happen with me all the time, too. I used to run a, a food business where our hero ingredient was the chickpea. And okay. I mean, like nonstop people would be like cool beans and i'm like why <laughs> do you like like you haven't used that term in 20 years buddy you know but like it just comes out so like you must get a lot of yeah my mind's blown you're like eh, not the goal <laughs> <laughs> exactly no i get the, what i get most often is 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 my last name is like let's pop the cork uh champagne and <laughs> bubbles all of that stuff right <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it is, it is, it is a dynamic name well, and it totally fits yeah. too. So, like, so that, that's the podcast title, you know, <laughs> exactly. popping off with Mark Champagne. on August. <laughs> but Good luck honestly, with that. Mark, I'll like, reshare whatever. Think, <laughs> <laughs> um, like the concept that you're talking about is, is incredible. And the idea of mental fitness, not being mental health in the sense of something being wrong, something like working towards making it better. I honestly have never heard that or thought of it in that way before. And I am so excited that you are talking about this and bringing this into the world because it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's everything. I always joke about it. Jimmy and I having bizarre ar archipelago style brains where it's like, wait, where are you? Like where, like to understand how to like rope that in or like to understand how to focus it. I think it's just incredible. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I said my mind's blown, but it's true. It's just factual. Uh, and Mark, I know we're short on time. So I'm going to very quickly ask you four different words and whatever first pops into your main mind, me mental Rorschach test here, verbal Rorschach test. When I say mentor, what do you say back? Myself. Might love it. Mentee. Give. Remember to give back. Sponsor. I want to say guide in some way, but hmm. I don't know why yeah. I'm saying that. Cool. And lastly, coach. Everything. 
Yeah. Awesome. I find the coach thing so strange because in, you know, you think of any pro level teams and whatnot, there are like a million different coaches for specific areas of dribbling, shooting, this, that. But then when it comes to like the biggest game of all life, most of us don't have any kind of coach and we're just like freestyling out here without a strategy or any direction, mm. which is wild. Moet though was so good. <laughs> that was so good. I, I was trying to contain myself and then Julie, you know, <laughs> blew it wide open. So, Mark, this has been so much fun. Thank you for uh, putting up with us and oh. really expanding, you know, our mentals today. And the book, seriously, the branding is the tightest branding on a book I have gotten in any recent memory. It, it makes you want to open it. It makes you want to give it to people. So, I already have it teed up for uh, some of my uh, holiday gifts. I already know where this, your book is going because it's uh, such just like you. a unique experience. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Mark. It was amazing. It's been a couple days since we talked to Mark. We're recording this outro afterwards. How does your mind feel? My mind feels a little cloudier today, a little less jazzy. It's also Sunday. It's cloudy out. It's a lot of rain, a bit of a tropical storm happening outside, but maybe a good, like a good cozy cloudy. Good cozy. What about you? My mind feels burdened worrying about large men running around on a football field and whether they will score points for my fantasy team, which is just absurd. And if you say, how does your mind feel really fast? It starts turning into minefield, minefield, Mm -hmm. minefield, minefield. So... If you don't keep practicing how your mind feels and asking yourself that, maybe your mind becomes a minefield. And this will be a great test Mark, also. Mark, that's your, all yours. <laughs> yeah, Mark, you have to deal with this. This is a great test to see how many of our guests listen to the episode after they're done talking. So Mark, we're now talking directly to you. And I'd love for you to tell me how silly or maybe deep, deeply probing, which is important, it is that I've come up with minefield from mind field. But we digress. <laughs> if nothing else, we digress. <laughs> if nothing else. Uh, but seriously, like like they mean the mental fitness champ, you know, the champ the the the, the champ is here. Mark Champagne dropping on us, you know, how important it is to continue to be reflexive, get into your brain and continue to ask yourself really important questions. Don't become stagnant. I feel like very much ahead of his time. This is an incredible concept. We talk a lot about mental health. And as soon as you talk about mental health, it sounds like you're talking about healthcare. You're talking about hard, negative, depressive things, but we have to like use fitness in our mind. I know I have times where I'm like spinning, spinning, spinning. I'm in my jazzy, but the tone's getting a little weird and things are zipping off and I'm thinking I'm going like down a really negative path and I have to be like, okay, stop camera time, turn around. Get Fergie, Fergie, get Fergie going. Like, like you got to like start using those muscles and doing the reps of like thinking about something really positive, thinking about what you do have control over, thinking about how you're going to approach something in a positive way. You're going to reach out to somebody and that's going to make you feel good. And that is actually a mental exercise of stopping mm-hmm. the negative, turning around and picking up the positive. And I feel like we don't talk about that a lot. We do not talk all. about that a lot. Something else we don't talk about a lot is how often we buy the books of any of our guests. And I can truly say that this is the first guest where I bought his book, not once, but twice. No free gifts here, Mark. This is this is moving your Amazon volume slow and steady over here. And I know where one of the gifts is going. It'll be a, a well too early holiday gift to Babala Lima, one of my dear friends who pushes my brain all the time. He's one of the more thoughtful pe- people I've ever met. And he'll be getting one of these books way too early because I can't wait to give gifts on the holidays. It takes forever. It's a weird custom. I digress, if nothing else. It is an awesome, awesome book because I know we talk quite a lot about it in the podcast, but great vignettes with with people who are alive today, people who have passed Mm -hmm. but have incredible answers to incredible questions that allow us to have better questions as we're asking. So I loved our time with Mark. I feel like there's so many of our guests I want to go hang out with and sit and chat all day, but Mark really was top of that list. So Mark, Jimmy and I have our passports. We may be coming to Canada 
Come hang out with you. We don't need passports for Canada, but thanks for telling Mark. Grab some maple syrup. The books are going to help you understand yourself, which is going to allow you to understand where you want to go. So even though we have called out this entire episode to be part of the Augmenter's theme of consistency, because it is about continually asking yourself things. There's no reason this episode couldn't have been about the theme of vision. Because if you know where you want to go, Mark said this quote that I got to hammer home. If you keep saying what you want and where you want to go, then natural mentors will show up. So if you're starting with yourself and really understanding yourself well, then others will become present to help you when you need them. 100%. We will have Mark as our mentor, I would have to say. So <laughs> let's done. put that out into the world, Mark. We are here for it. I, we love this conversation. We are definitely going to be pr- practicing our mental fitness and definitely suggest personal Socrates for business gifts, for your team, for your friends, for your mom. Highly recommend it. And um, also listen to Mark's podcast. Yeah, shout out to Mark's podcast. Another quote that's just stuck with me that I've said to myself multiple times since we've talked with him was if the team's minds, like if your organization's minds aren't 100%, how can the brand be 100%? How can the deliverables to the client, how can the innovation, how can caring about you know the people you work with be 100%? So it's almost like a you can't operate at 100% in business if you yourself aren't already 100%. So you're already limiting yourself based upon what you are yourself personally or what your teams are operating at as an individual basis. To me, that was pretty powerful. What do you think, Julie? Totally, totally, totally. And we, and again, we have more control over these things than we think. And we also have more of an ability to change our mindset and change where our thinking is going than we think we do. Um, We just need more tools, which is what Mark offers. I agree. It's not about getting addicted to Fergie's fitness. It's get addicted to Mark's fitness. And I feel like Fergie would also really appreciate Mark's book too. So Fergie, if you're listening, you'll enjoy it. I think it's time for Augmenters Out. Sure is. Mark, see you soon. Augmenters Out. Wow, you've made it this far and we thank you. Hopefully you enjoyed our episode and discovered new ways to bring more authentic connection into your mentoring relationships. Want to tell them more, Jimmy? Be an Augmenter with us. Visit our website for the best interactive mentoring content at augmenters.us. Share our podcast with someone you care about. Like and subscribe. And yes, really, you following our show and writing a review, it's a big deal. Your actions provide us with the resources to continue our undefeated, unencumbered, prize-winning productions. We welcome questions and suggestions via email, hi at augmenters.us or on social with our handle at AugmentorsHQ. We are most active and available on LinkedIn and YouTube. Shout out an earnest thank you to our intrepid producer, Erlen Cato. We appreciate you. Augmenters out. See ya.